Welcome to another episode of Explain It To Me, in which I, your host, Dr. Billakota, will talk about a topic in neurology and epilepsy. Today, we're going to be talking about brain imaging for epilepsy or neuroimaging. So what is neuroimaging? Neuroimaging is taking a look at your brain. Um, there are pictures of your brain. There's various ways of taking pictures of your brain, but ultimately this will let us see if there's any abnormality in the brain that can be leading to seizures or any other neurological issues you might be having. The most common neuroimaging test is that of computed tomography or what you know as a CT scan. There's also something called a magnetic renaissance imaging. That is an MRI. I'm sorry, that's magnetic resonance imaging. Um, that's an MRI. And both of those take a look at the brain. An MRI, MRI is a little bit more detailed than a CT scan would be. MRI is preferred because of this. Um, and usually it is the test of choice when we're looking for brain abnormalities that could be causing seizures or epilepsy. So in addition to a CT and an MRI, there are also other forms of neuroimaging. There is what we call a single photon emission computed tomography, which is a SPECT scan that shows blood flow throughout the different parts of the brain. There are also PET scans, which stands for positron emission tomography. That shows how much glucose or sugar a brain is metabolizing. Um, this is used pretty frequently in epilepsy surgery. I often order PET scans when MRIs look normal or don't show a detailed enough picture of what might be causing the seizures. A PET scan will show an area that is causing seizures to look hypometabolic, which means it's not taking up as much glucose as the other parts of the brains that are not quote unquote sick. And then lastly, you have magnetoencephalography, which is a MEG scan. This is used not quite so frequently, but we do use it in epilepsy centers. It looks at tiny magnetic fields to study the brain's electrical patterns. Um, and basically it's like an EEG, but super, super, super more detailed um, to see if there are certain abnormalities that the EEG is not picking up in terms of epileptiform brain waves or spike in slow brain waves, um, but MEG scans are done in instances where people are having lots of seizures and the EEG might not be so helpful. Um, there are other studies, but by far a CT, an MRI, a SPECT, a PET, and a MEG scan are used the most frequently. So for some types of epilepsy, however, neuroimaging might not be necessary. Um, most people with newly diagnosed epilepsy, we do get neuroimaging. We usually start with an MRI to see if we can find if there's a reason for you, your seizures. Um, a CT scan, as I said, is probably the least detailed out of all of these, but it's really good with seeing big abnormalities. It's also very um, conveniently done. It can be done very quickly, which is why when you go to an emergency room, a CT scan is done right away. It'll show big problems that you need to act urgently on, things like big brain bleeds, skull fractures, things like that, but more detailed abnormalities you will need an MRI for. Um, especially if it is something that needs to be operated on, for instance. So even if you get a CT scan and it shows a tumor, you will get an MRI to show more detail of what's going on. 
Um, for a lot of doctors, they won't order brain imaging in case of well-defined epilepsy syndromes such as absence epilepsy, juvenile myoclonic epilepsy, benign Rolandic epilepsy. These are um, well-defined epilepsy syndromes in which we know there's never um, really associated brain pathology. So if you have a completely normal neurological exam and you have a well-defined epilepsy syndrome, your doctor might not order an MRI and EEG, or sorry, might not order an MRI or a CT scan. Um, however, you know, that depends between physician and physician. For me personally, I try to get brain imaging anytime someone has had a new diagnosis of epilepsy just to be on the safe side. Other things MRIs might show is um, other causes of seizures like vascular malformations. Um, I've seen new diagnosis of MS if someone's having seizures but no multiple sclerosis syndrome. Um, and you do a scan and you find findings that are concerning for MS. So that can happen. Um, we already talked about brain tumors. Those can cause seizures and epilepsy. So I think anyone who has a new diagnosis of epilepsy should get an EEG, should get an MRI if they're able. And if they are a surgical candidate, get some of the more specialized tests like a SPECT scan, a PET scan, or a MEG scan. Um, but that is kind of neuroimaging in a nutshell. Each of these studies has different complexity and the preparation for each study is going to be different. So definitely discuss the logistics with your doctor, but of course the radiology department will also give you specific instructions. Like for instance, with the PET scan, you can't have glucose after midnight because they are going to give you specific glucose dye for the test itself. Um, MEG scans and SPECT scans also come with their own specific um, list of instructions. There's like a little survey you have to fill out to make sure that you don't have any metal in your body that might not be compatible with some of these machines. Um, but that's, you know, again, getting into the logistics of it. But that's neuroimaging in a nutshell. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions. Otherwise, we'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about another topic in neurology and epilepsy. Um, thank you so much for joining me and have a great week. Bye-bye.